Welcome to the Thy Word is Settled in Heaven radio broadcast brought to you by Cary Baptist Church. We're in Athens, Alabama. I'm Pastor Ben Donahue. I want to thank you for joining today. Let's get into the sermon. Brethren, we continue preaching through the book of Acts today. Acts chapter 3, we'll pick up in verse 11. We're going to see Peter preaching to a crowd that's gathered at the temple after a man was healed. Verse 11 is where we'll start. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, You men of Israel, why marvel you at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up. And you denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. And you killed the Prince of Life whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And through his name, through faith in his name, hath this man been made strong whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I know that through ignorance you did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you whom the heavens must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. In him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God hath made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you, and turning every one of you from his iniquities." Chapter 4, And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people, and preached through Jesus the resurrection of the dead. And they laid hands on them, and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now eventide, howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about five thousand. Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined for the good deed done to this impotent man, by which means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, but by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand before you whole. Brethren, we're going to stop right there as we go through chapter 3. And we notice that Peter has healed a man and it drew a big crowd. They're in the temple, Solomon's porch, just outside the temple, where a lot of people gather for prayer, and there were thousands there. They saw this man healed, and they were drawn near to Peter, and he stood up. 
And he began to preach to them. And Peter begins by saying, Brethren, why do you marvel at this? Why do you look on us as if we through our own power could have done this miracle? In other words, he's going to turn their attention off of himself to the one who caused the miracle, Jesus Christ. And preachers are to get behind the cross and remove themselves from the pulpit, so to speak, and show Christ high and lifted up. That's what Peter's going to do. He's an example of a good preacher. And he talks about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Peter goes on to say he's the God of our fathers who hath glorified his son Jesus. God hath glorified his son. That's the topic of the sermon. Peter's preaching on a glorified Christ, glorified by God the Father. And he lays the blame squarely on these in Jerusalem, whom ye delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. And he's letting them know that they are guilty before God. He goes on to say, you denied the Holy One and the just. That's another name for Jesus. He is the Holy One without sin. He is the just one. And he lays the blame squarely at their feet. You delivered him up, you denied him, and you desired a murderer to be granted unto you. And you kill the prince of life. Notice how Peter is describing Jesus. He's the holy one, the just one, the prince of life, the one raised from the dead and glorified by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So I say again, a gospel sermon is Jesus Christ and him glorified. And now he goes from the guilt of those in Israel to the healing of this man. He says in verse 6, and his name, the name of Jesus, his name, through faith in his name, faith in the name of Jesus Christ. And when we see in his name, it stands for his person. Through faith in the person of Jesus Christ, that faith in Jesus hath made this impotent man strong. He is healed Peter reaffirms that and says again the second time, yea, the faith which is by him. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, as we have it in Hebrews chapter 11. And Peter twice says that this man had faith in his name, had faith in Christ, and from that faith he was granted perfect soundness in the presence of you all, verse 16. So he gives the glory to Jesus Christ. He had before said, why look upon us as if we had done this ourselves? Now, verse 17, now, brethren, I know that through ignorance you did it, crucified Christ, as did your rulers. Now, verse 18, but those things which God before has showed by the mouth of his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. The suffering of Christ, Peter says, was announced by the mouth of the prophets. He is preaching the Old Testament. The prophets prophesied of Jesus Christ. The book of Isaiah is full of prophecies of Christ. So too are the other books of the Old Testament. And he's saying that these prophets told about the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ, that he must suffer. Isaiah says very clearly, He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And so he's arraigned these people that put Christ to death. He's laid the blame squarely on them. He's exalted Jesus Christ as the Prince of life, the just, the Holy One, the one risen to life by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And now, notice verse 19, Repent ye therefore and be converted. Why? That your sins may be blotted out. The reason that Christ is preached is that men might have forgiveness of their sins. 
Jesus had said before in John chapter 8, if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Your sins still on your account. You will stand guilty before the judgment bar with your sins still on you. But Peter says that if you repent and you're converted to Christ, your sins will be blotted out. They will be removed. As far as the east is from the west, so far will he remove our sins from us. And he will remember our sins no more. Peter calls them to action. He invites them to have their sins removed by their repentance and their conversion to Jesus Christ. Repent. Put your faith and trust in Christ. Has this impotent man put his faith in Christ and he was perfectly healed? That's a picture of our souls being healed and forgiven. And these healings of the body are pictures of the healing of the soul. Christ is able to heal both. And Peter is saying, you need to have your sins blotted out. God has provided this through Christ. Repent. Turn from your unbelief and put your faith and trust in Christ. As this man has already done, and he has been delivered of his physical infirmities, and then he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom heaven must receive. Christ has been resurrected. He ascended to heaven. Peter saw him go up bodily and visibly. He saw him rise up into the clouds until the clouds covered him. He's seated at the right hand of God. Heaven must receive Christ until he comes again in the future the second time. And during that period of Christ's absence, we have the church age, we have the age of grace, we have the age of preaching of the gospel. And as we study the book of Acts, we go through chapter by chapter. These apostles appointed by God are preaching like Peter in chapter 2 or chapter 3, or Paul in the later chapters, or Barnabas, or Apollos, or Titus, or Timothy, or Silas. They're all preaching Christ glorified, whom God has raised from the dead that we might be forgiven. That is the sermon that we find in Acts chapter 3. And Peter gives them a warning, having given them the invitation. He's going to speak about a prophecy of Christ given by Moses. Verse 22, For Moses truly said to the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your own brethren like unto me. So Christ would be a prophet in addition to being a priest and a king and a savior and the son of God. He would also be a prophet, one who speaks the truth. And he says he will raise up one like unto me. Well, like unto Moses, what does that mean? Well, Moses was the lawgiver. Moses was their priest for a time. Moses was their spiritual leader. Moses was their intercessor. He would often pray for them when they sinned against God. Moses lived in intimate fellowship with God. He went up on the mountain and spent 40 days with God alone. And Moses says, God will raise up a prophet like unto me. man who is like a king, like a prophet, like a high priest, one who is intimately acquainted with God. And he says, him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he, the prophet, that is Christ, should say unto you. Now here's the warning in verse 23, and it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Now that's a severe warning, that those who do not heed the message and the grace of Jesus Christ, who is the prophet like unto Moses, who is the Prince of Life, who is the Holy One, the Just One, who has been resurrected, who is the Son, the glorified Son. 
Peter's speaking very severely against those because unbelief is a terrible sin. It is a damning sin. He that believeth not shall be damned, Jesus said in the book of Mark chapter 16. If you reject Jesus Christ, you shall be destroyed. There's only one way to be saved. And if we find not that one way, we must enter the path of destruction. Broad is the gate that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. But narrow is the gate that leadeth to life, and few there be that find it. Jesus himself said, He that hath the Son hath life, and shall not come into condemnation. So, brethren, he's laying it down here very powerfully, that Christ is the way to heaven, that our sins are blotted out when we repent and are converted. But those who will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Brethren, we've read most of chapter 3. We've seen the sermon of Peter. We don't have time to finish up what we had here. We can pick that up next time. Brethren, you've been listening to the Thy Word is Settled in Heaven radio broadcast brought to you by Cary Baptist Church. We're in Athens, Alabama. We're in our 100th year as a church. And I'm Pastor Ben Donahue. Let me thank you for listening. We do hope you join us next time. Until then... We'll say goodbye. Encamped along the hills of light, ye Christian soldiers rise, and press the battle ere the night shall veil the glowing skies. Against the foe in veils below, let all our strength be hurled. Faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world. Faith is a victory, faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. His banner over us is love, our sword, the word of God. We tread the road the saints above with shouts of triumph trod. By faith they like a whirlwind's breath swept over every field. The faith by which they conquered death is still our shining shield. Faith is the victory, faith is the victory, oh glorious victory that overcomes the world.